Welcome back to Car Party. We've got a special episode today, a little tribute to the Neon Cactus. R.I.P. The Purdue Bar that is closed after 28 years. Uh, it's like a 1,300-person bar that has a piano bar inside. If you've never been, it's it's quite a time. It's quite a time to be alive. I've had some memories there. I've had some forgetful times there. By forgetful um, times, you mean you don't remember what happened while you were there. Yeah, precisely, precisely. <laughs> Just nice, nice 32 cups of happiness. For those who don't know, there was 32 ounce, what's called cactus cups for $2 to fill them on a Thursday. And many nights were spent there and it's about 50-50 whether or not you remember them, but goodness, were they fun. (laughs) Oh yeah. The people would wear the belts on their, or sorry, they would wear wear the cups on their belts like a badge of honor. They have like five on them. It was just Thursday nights at Purdue and Saturday mornings also True. The days of football game, the breakfast club, you go at like 7 a.m., craziness, get too drunk way early in the morning, that come outside, it's still really bright out, and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> like I haven't seen the sun yet, and I'm hammered. And you start to realize like how bad you actually look when you're drinking at bars, but because it's light out, you're like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. For sure. So we had on DJ Tim Williams, who has been DJing the Cactus for, I think, as long as the Cactus has been the Cactus. Uh, he had incredible stories, just just an awesome dude just talking about being a dj talking about the history of the cactus his favorite songs to play there was a there was a lot of nuggets in that interview yeah he's he's our type of guy i mean you can tell from the first second that he starts talking how passionate he is about music and how well he fits with our way of thinking of bring the music to the people and it's the whole interview i mean it was our first ever guest and we told him that at the end and you could tell he was kind of kind of honored and it was it was an honor for us honestly to have somebody like him as our first guy and um just really cool to see and and speak with somebody who was a part of our lives for you know two three years of of you know thursday nights and and saturday mornings and get to spend some time actually talking to human to human and and about music and the love of music and bring it full circle for us it was a, a pretty I'll say bittersweet, bittersweet moment because the the reason we came together was because of the closing of the cactus, but really nice to get to to know him a little bit. Yeah, it was really cool. When he first sat down, he was like, damn, this is like the first time I'm actually like thinking about the fact that it's over. It's like, I've never had to sit down and like really think about and talk about it. It was kind of like closure for all of us. Just a nice little, nice little sesh, talk about good memories and just kind of close it out. So we're going to shoot it over to that. Hope you enjoy it. And here it is. We now welcome on DJ Tim Williams, the DJ, the official party starter of the Neon Cactus Dance Floor. Thanks so much for joining us. And I just kind of want to start out, uh, how long have you been a DJ? How long have you DJed the Cactus? Kind of give us the whole rundown. Thank you for having me. Missed you on the dance floor. Um, (laughs) I'm doing math in my head now. Well, I have been a DJ for 32 years. Wow. When the Cactus first opened, I was still living in Lafayette at the time. And I was one of the country DJs there. I am now semi-retired from being a country DJ, but uh, been doing Thursdays in what the latest format was for 20, since since they changed the format on Thursdays to not country. Uh, Been there ever since. Moved in with my now wife in Michigan where she grew up. And the first phone call I got when we then moved here to, uh, we live outside of Champaign, Illinois. The first phone call we got at our new house was Sheila Cochran. Sheila and Jim Cochran own the cactus. And she said, Tim, would you be interested in coming back to the cactus and DJing on Thursdays and do the Thursdays like we used to do at McCaw's? 
So that was the first conversation they had about changing the format of the neon cactus to not country on any night. Mm. And uh, I just moved here. Uh, one lead I had for a nightclub gig here in town had, had fallen through and I hadn't been, I hadn't been in Illinois for, I don't think for more than a week. And I said, sure. So I came back and I was still, and I was doing country night at the cactus on Thursdays over the summer, fully knowing that the first week of school was going to be switching back to what we used to do at their first club they owned called Macaws. And it was geared towards college students. It's also a, it wasn't a, uh, a cup then, it was a mug, but same kind of drink special oriented and music just geared towards college kids. Um, so at the time, uh, like the first hour was kind of alternative rock, back when alternative rock was just beginning to what we know it now. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, New Order, 80s Retro, and then lead into some pop dance music. And then later the night go into more nightclub. And honestly, it was the beginning of rave music back then too. Mm. So, and ending with like early Moby and uh, uh, Apotheosis, Zombie Nation, I think might've came out when I was still at Macaws. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, and they said, we want to do something similar. Uh, to what you're doing there, but instead of 10, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., we're going to do it from 8 p.m. So, sure. So, that was it. Uh, so, I've been doing Thursdays of the Cactus for, what is it now? 20, it was 23 years, I think. Wow. How hard was it to to make the adjustment from primarily country music, which you were accustomed to, to switching up the genres and being... Oh, I was only a country DJ because they asked me to. So, I was... Oh, uh, okay. I started DJing in 88, and then at Macaws, they started a country night on a Wednesday and they had a radio DJ come in and do it. And then they were having issues with how things were working by paying a radio celebrity to come in and, do, and DJ, DJ a night. And they asked me if I'd be interested in doing the country as well. And way back when, I mean, this is probably, what, 1990 maybe? Like Garth Brooks' first album just came out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nobody, 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 nobody knew who Garth Brooks was then. Uh, I mean, it was just as that big explosion of country back when, if you looked at the Billboard uh, uh, album charts, Garth Brooks has ended up having like six or seven of the top selling albums at the same time. Not in country, but in all of music. So they asked me if I, if I would do country. And I, I and at that time I thought, well, if I'm going to call myself a DJ, I should be versatile in all styles. And so I said, yes. So I was a country DJ, but that was not, I was only a country DJ when I was asked to be. So I, I, I yeah, I first started with turntables. Yeah, country is only a side thing because they asked me to, and and because of the growth of it and such. And so, yeah, awesome. So, one of my favorite things about kind of a lot of your sets at the at the cactus was the you, you always got to you know the the absolute bangers, the sing alongs, everything people are there for. But I feel like at the beginning there was always kind of some the new tracks in EDM, a new remix I haven't heard of, and kind of why we started a podcast is just music discovery, finding new music every day. Um, so I'm kind of curious what your process is like. Uh, how do you kind of find that new music and what, how does it stick out for you? That's just become my life in a way. And it has changed over the decades. And I can say that because I've been doing it for 30 years. The process has it, always been the same, I guess, lust and thirst for good music, regardless of styles. And whether that's something I think I can play the cactus or not, if I, if I come across a song that I like personally, it kind of goes into two categories. Here's something I just like, and then here's something I like that I might be able to play the cactus. Now, can I play the cactus? 
no, not this version, but I'm keeping my eyes out to see if I can find something that I can later. There might not be something available now, but I got my eye on this song because I like it. And I really love it when I come across a song that I like. I think I can play the cactus, but not in this original format. But then I find a remix that, yes, I can do this. And then when you play that song and, you, and the crowd never stops dancing, and then they know what's being played, and you get that kind of smile on someone's face because, oh, my God, I like this. Um, <laughs> yeah. one, one song in particular just pops in my head is Home by Edward Chuckman and the Magnetic Zeros. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful song by itself. Not something you would just slip in the middle of a nightclub when the crowd is just going, <laughs> when, when, yeah. the, when that dance floor right. is packed. But you find the right remix, and I had one. It works. And, I, and those are the moments I love. But my discovery process, um, I grew up in Lafayette. Internet didn't exist then. And I always liked music. But then all of a sudden, I turned 21, went to a few, few clubs, and really witnessed and realized the power of music. And then I became a DJ. And none of my, no one that I knew could turn me on to anything that I didn't know I already liked. So I started diving into magazines and reading and following record labels. I'd find an artist, find the record label. And, and, and the biggest thing I was, I was doing in the past was just following record labels. So um, you find a song, you find a label, and, I would, and I'd follow artists and labels. That way it's more so for dance music, electronic music, et cetera. I, I would follow artists and labels. Um, then I would go record shopping. Back at the time, I was doing Five Nights at the Cactus. I was doing, I'm sorry, forgive me. I was doing Five Nights at Macaws, the first club the, the mm-hmm. Cochran's owned. I was doing Tuesdays through Saturdays, and every night was a different sound music. And about once a month, I'd take the Greyhound to Chicago, and I'd go record shopping. Um, gramophone, Reckless, Secondhand Tunes, a bunch of other places. Um, gramophone still in existence, so if you're in Chicago, go to Gramophone. And it's just a constant uh, communication with other DJs, et cetera, and going to clubs. And, and I have notes from pre-Shazam, pre-Spotify of songs I heard at the Winter Music Conference in Miami of just vocals in the song and what the synth line was like and the drum beats were like trying to find a song that might have been yeah. on like a, a, a pressing of 100 records back when records were the only thing. Um, I still have notes from conference I went to in the 90s of tracks I was looking for. I heard it, I write it down. But that kind of uh, evolved as technology evolved to where now it's a, I still do a lot of reading. Um, I was a big subscriber to um, a magazine called Musique, M-U-Z-I-K out of the UK. And then that folded, but then I was also still following DJ and MixMag, both the European editions, the American editions. Then it started becoming more of a, I would follow friends or people I, I became associated with, or not necessarily associated with, but people that I became communicative with. There's so much talent in Chicago as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can just kind of follow people and, 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 and I have a sense of their style and what they like. So, so as, it, as it became from following artists and record labels, then it started came to follow more uh, artists, producers, and remixers. Uh, and that's probably what I do the most of now is I'll just follow people that do things that I like how they do them. Um, and I'll use them in, in the context for what I play in various, whether it's be something like at the cactus or something that's more top 40 or something that's more underground, I'll, I'll follow people in that sense. Um, and there are a few people, uh, artists and DJs, remixers that do a really good job of transforming a pop song that might be better for the floor for 
specifically like the cactus or something or something else. So mm -hmm. it changed from doing a lot of reading to now just doing a lot of following, I guess yeah. is a simple response to that. What's funny is that the first time we, I ever kind of contacted you was I heard a, a shape of you by Ed Sheeran remix that yep. Yep. I heard at the cactus. And I, I was literally like, listening to 30 different versions of like shape of you and my now wife at the time was like in the other room and she was like i said what is going on in there like why are you listening to the same song over and over again i was like i cannot find it i really liked it and then i just was like all right i found him on facebook and i asked him what song and he sent me the song <laughs> so yeah. the yeah. fact you were like i, I was remember, running, I remember writing too. down things like that's hilarious <laughs> yeah i remember too you, you would reach out to like everyone you knew that loved music like have you heard this song do you know what this song is <laughs> <laughs> so just like finally just went straight to the source oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah i like to be someone that's always uh i'm not gonna not tell you something mm -hmm. I, I i'm i always felt like i was pretty open with as far as information and such and if someone does a song i want if someone does a song that i'm passionate about and someone else is too why wouldn't i share that with them at least the information like if i've got this one like one copy out of ten i might not give you the record I'll tell you who made it and where you can get it. Yeah, it's interesting in kind of the EDM world in general, at least now, it seems like a very kind of communal uh, world. You know, there's a song you really like, you do a remix and, you know, they'll do your remix on their show. And it seems like, unlike other genres, it's less competitive and more communal in that kind of sense. I, I, I like the communal part. I don't know if it's... Um... I do like the collaborations between artists as far as if I did remix yours, you'd remix of mine kind of things that I think that's a great business plan and also a way of self-promote each other. And granted, we don't have festivals right now. I'm a little mm -hmm. bit depressed in the sense that if you go to a festival and if you had the opportunity to record everyone's set, uh, let's say you had five stages and 10 people on a stage, so there's five, 50 one-hour sets. I am a little depressed in the amount of familiarity between each artist and the songs selections they play yeah granted some of those songs might be different remixes but the fact that you have so much sim similarity between song selections i am depressed about yeah. um and one thing and this is more me coming from I, i'm assuming i'm from more of an era than you two that's more music is physical and also from an artist standpoint that I want artists to make more money from their creation of songs to where one person doesn't buy it or get a promotional copy digitally and then just give it away to a hundred people that weren't intended for it. But that's another, that's a different discussion for another time as far as artist rights and, and distribution of music and physical, digital, et cetera. But I am all for communal and sharing of information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something that Ryan and I have actually talked a lot about is how based on compensation structure in music these days, songs are getting shorter and shorter because it's based on play. So it's all about clicking to the next thing, who gets paid off of what view. So I feel like that just adapts the audience because they're yep. used to hearing shorter songs and they're not accustomed to and artistry as much. Yeah, and, exactly. And attention, and attention span too. Uh, and, and that's something I, I've always, I had to be aware of and familiar with at the cactus too. I mean, it's like, I'm still amazed how one of my personal favorite songs in the, in electronic music is a track called Altered States by Ron Trent. It came out, I think in, in late 88, 89. And it's still one of my favorite songs. And, and there's, and occasionally 
I get like play your favorite song. Like I can't. <laughs> after, <laughs> after three minutes, after three minutes, they're out the door and they haven't even heard the best part yet. Um, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. It's twelve minutes long. <laughs> I mean, no, I can't. I mean, and, and then sometimes I mean, you'll have uh, DJ lineups for like an event at a club or something where it's, where it's a, uh, um, a special event. You have five DJs or six DJs, and they each have an hour or 45 minutes or 40 minutes, not counting the headliners. Like, I mean, if I really wanted to, that's four songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could play four songs in 40 minutes. And then, but, but yeah, so yeah, attention span, <laughs> attention span and, and, and song structure, length of songs is in a way EDM has kind of taken on the country aspect from um, country radio, where a song could be longer than two minutes and 20 seconds back in the early days of, of AM country radio. I think that that actually segues nicely to one of the next things we wanted to talk to you about, which is sure. kind of kind of the schedule of the cactus and the order that the the night usually goes where mm-hmm. people will come in, they'll sit at tables, they'll slowly kind of trickle to the dance floor, it'll get packed, it'll be packed for a couple hours, and then it'll trickle out. Mm-hmm. And I think we were kind of curious from your perspective, is that something that you actually are just reacting to what people want to do or are you kind of orchestrating, okay, it's time they've been sitting there for 40 minutes, time to get them out on the dance floor and then progress the night for them. Both. Okay. Um, again, specifically at the cactus, a, a, a couple unicorn kind of moments. The cactus was a unicorn. Um, there's not another spot of that size that I could have done that on a Thursday between Chicago, Indianapolis and St. Louis to where someone can come in and play on Thursday night from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. and play for over 1,200 college kids every Thursday for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I never wanted to stifen or damper was someone wanting to dance. So if someone came in there at 8.30 and said, we're ready to go, can you? <laughs> I said, okay, what do you like? Because I'm probably, ready to go too. Probably Ryan and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always ready to go. <laughs> so, if someone was there, and, and so the early part of the cactus, I tried to do a combination of uh, random kind of sing-along songs um, that are a little quirky or new stuff that I didn't expect people to dance to. Um, just like in the last couple of years, uh, I remember this girl came by and her and the guy she was with said hey i remember you're the I, I was walking to go grab a water through the crowd and and she said you used to play lcd sound system when we were here and now we found out who they are and we love them so it'd be, <laughs> so it'd be i would try to play artists like that early on to where i just wanted to play stuff that i i, I tried to be the college radio station that purdue never had mm. The first hour, hour and a half. But if anyone was ever, we want to dance, what do you like? Let's go. Because give me a genre. I don't, I don't care what you like, but if you want to dance, I'm not going to tell you you can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember um, this girl came up and said she liked Lizzo. And, and I said, okay. So I started playing Lizzo before Lizzo blew up. It's like, all right. And, and she would go out on the dance floor by herself and she would like dance, she would take over the entire floor and people just kind of stare and, and, and kind of mockingly her I'm, I'm sure they did some people were I was like you know i don't it, if, if it's good and you want to dance let's go so <laughs> yeah. that's, kind of, that's kind of like been 
like one of the cardinal rules that you're ready to go let's go um so yeah and then as people as if people would go out and dance to something that i wouldn't expect i had to play early to get them out there i would kind of try to stick with their vibe for a while until i felt i needed to include other people mm -hmm. like you said if you said you liked um early 2000 hip-hop or if you liked house music i'll play some house music until i feel i need more people on the floor mm -hmm. but if you're gonna go i'm ready and then as long as other people are going um we'll, we'll continue that uh, and it has some people just with just like like 80s or, or new wave or something it's like all right, if, if you're ready to go I, i'm i'm ready to go because I'll, I'll play all night um but then as as it started to get a little bit later and as you said you, you get the stuff that is popular at the time that you really can't not play and then i would try to turn it more into a nightclub as the night got later and i would just kind of go with it as long as i could and the most difficult thing was always the someone that only wanted to hear one style of music and they expected me to play only that style of music while they were there mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. regardless of the genre after his 11 o'clock i mean that floor is packed if someone once come came up to me at midnight and said why don't you play more hip-hop i could have someone at 12.05 saying why aren't you playing more club music or why aren't you playing more underground music or why aren't you playing more edm or take the genres like it's a combination of keeping people on the floor and also keeping your eye on everyone else that's not on the floor. Mm. Yeah. And why but, aren't they on the floor? Maybe. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so, and so I, I don't want to make it to where people, I mean, during the prime time and the peak time of the night, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm not catering to them at all. But in the same sense, I can't cater to only them. But then at, at later as the night went, I'd be, I'd be, I mean, if you, if you said you liked house music or electronic music and, you said I didn't play enough of it. Well, stay later because I'm playing things that I, I think I can. The, the, the last hour of the cactus, I, I would take what I chose to play up against anybody. Um, I, I would I would easily take that playlist up against anybody. Yeah, it, it's interesting about the cactus because you mentioned that that kind of ten to midnight where it's just bumping on the dance floor. And if you think about all the different people at the cactus, that's a lot of different genres and people mm -hmm. you have to please it's like it's yeah. all people aren't there for a certain concert like oh right. if they're there to see a, a certain thing they're there to just have a good time and right oh so many different types of people so right. i can see how that would be like how do i how do i get this going with so many mm -hmm. different you know genres and tastes out there it's, it's, it's a juggle it was always a juggling act um and i tried to make the best i, I know some people there has to be some people that i know didn't like it it was like you know it's thursday night at Purdue, you're never going to be able to play one style of music for 20 years on a Thursday night at Purdue. I grew up in Lafayette, and so did you. You you know that mm -hmm. you can't you can't do something at that size of a venue. Yeah, no no question. I mean, you have you have two fans in us, and I think the uh, the track record speaks for itself. When you have that many people coming out every single week, week in and week out, you're doing something right. Thank you. So we kind of want to, to, to close up here, uh, just kind of the tail end. We want to do a little rapid fire questions. So we've got a few, few quick ones for you. You don't have to like answer as fast as you possibly can, but <laughs> they, they might have shorter answers. Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So we'll start with the first one. What's your favorite song to play? You know, you kind of answered that before, 
but maybe um, maybe more that 10 to 12 yeah. time what's what's your favorite song uh, calvin harris we found love Ooh, that's a good choice Ooh. i like that song i mean it's it's regardless what you think about calvin harris anyone that thinks calvin harris sold out or whatever like do you have his other do you have everything he's made and listen to his stuff that wasn't excessively popular i mean i was i i loved calvin harris before he got popular um but if you strip the song down regardless of who wrote it regardless of who sang the vocals i just think it's a beautiful song it has a very simple melody that is striking you hear i mean depending on what version i play you'd hear that that just that little kind of that reverbed piano intro and people would just start screaming it's, yeah, it's like yeah. it, it and yeah and I, I can't go wrong with that one i mean yeah 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 that's it i mean it's it's just an absolute certified smacker so yeah, yeah for sure yeah <laughs> and, and it's, it's got a wonderful message to it i mean especially now so exactly and then mm-hmm. on the flip side what's mm-hmm. the, what's the least favorite that you would either get requested the least to favorite, play or you said the least favorite that you have to play <laughs> yeah true um not a specific song but it, it would fall into a formula and sometimes would follow with have you heard the new blah 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 there were certain songs that uh would just blow up that everybody had to play regardless of what it was throughout the time that sometimes i would wait on playing them until i had to or it would be i don't want to play this until i have to because mm-hmm. i just it, and some of those songs I played before they were popular at Purdue and you would see people just stop dancing because they didn't know it yet. Yeah. The, fo- the mm. following week they would just lose their minds. Like, seriously? The song, <laughs> yeah. has, the song hasn't changed. And no one's going to remember yeah. you played it last week either. They're just going to be like, exactly. oh, that was just bad. No, <laughs> you're just, we're paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Uh, side, quick side story with again. <laughs> Daft Punk, one more time. I got, I got an early press release of that from a good source in chicago on vinyl it took me nine months to make that song a hit at the cactus that's crazy of, of trying to find wow. where i could play it where i could fit it in where i could play a absolute banner at the time play this song that they don't know play that punk one more time and play something else that was certified get them on the floor because i'm gonna lose people of, of that kind of careful curation of how to play it then finally became a hit on its own after nine months that's crazy but internet didn't exist then either so and all those other things so true anyway so so yeah my my least favorite song to play is that popular song at the moment that sometimes people would even ask have you heard the new blah 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 like yes i have i just don't want to play it but now (laughs) i feel i have to thank you thank you for proving my point you're like you're like, yeah, that's quite literally my job. Thanks. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay. And then is there a song that got requested nearly every time at the Cactus? Or would, was that kind of like that it changed throughout the years? Is there a timeless would, request? Um, I can't say timeless because Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, mm-hmm. I couldn't play for about four years. It, I, the, also, another thing about, about talking about time and music and, and, and your individual life and how it affects and it's moment in time and attention spans the lifespan of a song as far as popularity is a lot shorter than it ever was dramatically 
like a, um, I remember uh, Salt and Pepper Push It. It came out, it became popular, it stayed popular, it maintained a, you can play this anytime for like years. And then you get another song, it gets too popular, and now you can't play it. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it's kind of popular again. And Whitney Houston, now I dance with somebody, was something that prior to the pandemic was something I would almost have to, I would have to play almost every night again for about three or four years. And there's sometimes where I felt, okay, I'm not going to play this song specifically. Another song's like it. Occasionally I say, I'm not going to play this song tonight unless someone requests it. Mm-hmm. And then if someone really wanted it for whatever reason, they're visiting their friends or it's their birthday or whatever. Okay. I'll play it. I was choosing not to, but I will now, but for a while, there was there's a period there are a few years where you could not play that song because it wouldn't work hmm. and there's other songs like it too that that um were popular wherever regardless of when it was released became popular for whatever reason and then its lifespan died or shortened and then became popular again uh what does the fox say i mean that thing was so, <laughs> oh, that, thing, that thing was so huge for a while and then it dropped off quick yeah you, I don't think you can get away with that right now. <laughs> People would be like, oh, God. <laughs> Give it a couple of years, though, and I think it works. Yeah, maybe it's nostalgic. In the- <laughs> maybe. Um, and another song that kind of came, uh, Lip Gloss. That song was more popular now than it was when it originally came out. And if you think about it, because when it originally came out, everyone that's dancing to it now was like 13. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's, so true. <laughs> that, that song worked on the cactus better for me the last three years than it did when it originally came out. That's hilarious. All these things I never thought of, but they're, they're right on. (laughs) And, uh, uh, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, um, as probably one of my more recent thrills to play that people wouldn't expect to hear. And the last, Hmm. the last 18 months of the cactus, I didn't play it every night, but when I did, everyone sang along. And when you get that floor going and seeing along, and you, and, and you guys know, there, people are from all different backgrounds on that floor, and you get everybody seeing along to something like that or anything. I mean, it's it is the drug, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, um, I'll need recovery for. I mean, I've yeah. been on that drug for over twenty years. Yeah, it still gives me chills thinking about it i mean those those moments happened Mm -hmm. very very frequently at the cactus for us and i mean definitely going to be missed by those who you know you certainly but additionally the people that spent a lot of their formative years there pretty cool yeah what the last one and then we'll let you get out of here but sure um what is the craziest thing that you've seen go down on the dance floor and why was it ryan (laughs) (laughs) that was mean (laughs) um not the craziest thing. And I, I, I read the questions before and I was kind of thinking of them. Um, one thing that I will never mock is people that would just go out and dance for whatever reason because they heard their song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had a few marriage proposals on the dance floor. Ooh. Um, and I don't have the, I have a really good view of everybody but I don't have a really good view of everything on the dance floor. A lot of times after the first five rows, I only saw the tops of heads. So I didn't get to really see a lot of things transpire. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that it's closed, I don't think management or ownership can be mad at me about 
saying this, we did have a bomb threat once. Oh man, um, that was Whoa. that was that was early on. Uh, but yeah, the manager came up to me and said, "Give last call now, give last call now, and play two more songs. We're closing early." And so I did, and I, I had like, "Why? Why are we doing it? <laughs> I mean, this place is packed." Um, so yeah, uh, one guy. Breakfast Club was always weird. Uh, there was some aw- I mean, awesome. Been drinking some... at seven in the morning. It's gonna get weird. <laughs> What's weird about that? Yeah. Uh, there are some awesome costumes. Uh, I-, I love the themed costumes where you like have ten people on the same theme. Uh, one of the best I ever saw. I a group of guys and a group of girls. All the girls were dressed up in white, and they had red handkerchiefs around their necks. And all the guys were dressed up as bowls. <laughs> and apparently what happened for a breakfast club they started <laughs> at the top of chauncey hill and then the girls went running down the hill and then the guys went chasing at them and this guy that, that <laughs> was a one. that was a liquor liquor rep and also a huge music fan that was at the cactus that he walked up to me like like at 705 he walks up and he's like and he's on no sleep he's like I just saw the running of the bull <laughs> down Chauncey Hill into the cactus. And that was one of the best things ever. I mean, it's like, I mean, when people spent that kind of ingenuity into just, just having fun. Um, but that was one of my best costumes ever that I saw besides the roller coaster and they'd get on the dance floor and they'd act like they were going up and down a hill <laughs> and going in circles. Um, but, but whenever there's, there's decorations of the cactus, uh, one guy was trying to climb one of the wooden pillars. Oh God. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, and some people didn't know that that little half gate was by the booth. So people try to climb into the booth on me. He's like, no, 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 no. Get <laughs> down over right there. There. <laughs> there's, a, there's a door there and that door is locked. So don't come in. Uh. Um, and, uh, one guy hopped the door and, and wouldn't leave. Uh, yeah, so the, the, those things are like, dude, I'll talk to you, but don't try climbing in the booth. Just go over there and I'll come over there. So yeah, um, so I, I saw the question earlier and there wasn't one great answer, but there, those are just kind of things that kind of stuck in your head. And the, I feel like that's beautiful. That's how the cactus is. There's just a lot of things all at once just <laughs> flying around you. You can't really think of one thing. It's like, what is going on in here? It's, it's, a, great, it's a great place to people watch. Oh, for sure. And oh, you yeah. are probably the best viewpoint, the best people watcher of the cactus, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, 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 and that was honestly, um, that, that's part of the job. And I feel that's a lost trait for current DJs is they don't watch the crowd. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks so much. Um, I kind of want to just leave with, um, is, is there anything you're up to now? I know you're kind of semi-retired, but where can we, where can we follow you? Even if it's just, um, just you know, uh, friendly and say hi, what you got going on? Um, uh, Facebook page is great. Um, it's not as much as I'm retired is that my profession doesn't exist anymore at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I've done a few live stream stuff, uh, a couple just for fun. Uh, a venue here in Champaign, Illinois called the Canopy Club did a great event called what's going on and it was a fundraiser for uh black lives matter and the lgbtq community they had a two-day they also run summer camp and unfortunately obviously summer camp didn't happen so mm-hmm. 
they did an online virtual festival and it was uh, uh, DJs, live performers. And then in between that, they also had a lot of live, um, either live or pre-recorded discussions about situations going on in the country right now and, and in an attempt to just try to make life better for everyone. Um, and I was really thrilled to be part of that. Um, and then I did a, another stream for Outside of the Cactus in a spot in Indianapolis, um, a, a night called uh, The Goods, uh, a great night on a Thursday in Chicago. Uh, did a live stream for uh, Duke Shin and his, and his night, um, which I've had the privilege of playing at on a Thursday when the cactus is closed because of Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. But I did, a, I did a live stream with him uh, oh, a couple months back. Um, a couple more streams are on in the books, but I'm not doing anything on a regular occasion at the moment. And for as long as I've been playing, I have the least amount of digital footprint, and I know I need to change that, and I'm trying. All righty. Well, hey, uh, Facebook we'll, pages. Facebook we'll start page. with the Facebook. Facebook and page. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that's out from there. <laughs> we'll make sure that's in the description for everybody. And I'll send everything else out after that. Perfect. All right, Tim. Well, thanks so much. You were our first ever guest, and you know, no, it was, seriously, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Seriously? First ever. First ever. No way. Yeah. Yep. How'd we do? Do you want to give us a grade? How'd we do? <laughs> you you did wonderful. Thank you for having. Me. All right. Wonderful. Uh, hey, it's been our pleasure. We uh, we spent some fond memories with you, even though it wasn't always talking to you. So it was nice to have some chance tonight to to discuss a little bit. Talk Not always anything. memories. Talk Sometimes to you I forget. <laughs> um, and if you want to do. If you want to do a live one with music, I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to join you again. Ooh, Ooh love we that. will take you up on that. We and, will, and, and I, I'll come to Chicago for it. Alrighty. Are you both? Kyle's Chicago? actually in Portland. I'm in Chicago. I'm in Portland. I'm a. I'm a, can come to, I'm a quick can come flight to Chicago away. too. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to do a, a live, if you want, want to do a podcast from Chicago, I'll bring gear. Let's I'll do travel. it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I like. I said, any chance I can get back to the Windy City, I always go. Okay. Have a little okay, great. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you very All much. Hey, Tim. Hey, we Have really appreciate it. Have I'll a good one. Bye. Thanks again to DJ Tim. That was uh, a really time well spent for us. We absolutely loved having you on. It was fun to hear him talk, and we even got a, a little peek into the behind the curtain of what the cactus was actually after we stopped recording. He disclosed to us and told us that the building the cactus was in was actually originally a grocery store and then became a roller rink and then became the cactus that we knew and loved for 28 years. Um, you know, it, it lived longer than we did so far, Ryan, but I mean, we're, we're certainly going to miss it. Yeah, it's true. The Kyle was just like, yeah, we're just hoping Drew Brees is going to buy the cactus or something. Like, <laughs> and Kyle's like, yeah, I don't even know what that place used to be. And then Tim was like, well, <laughs> it used to be a grocery Let store. Let me tell you. A roller rink. <laughs> and like the roller <laughs> rink makes a lot of sense. Like that's exactly yeah. what that place is. Yeah, that's what he was but saying. Hopefully- he was like those little bars that are right at hip level. He's like, yeah, it's so kids when they were riding around on roller skates wouldn't fly off of the thing. I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> or drunk, crazy people can be shoved like sardines onto a bar. <laughs> Same purpose. Uh, yeah, but we hope we hope that building is used as another another beautiful place, another dance floor, another bar. Um, so thanks again to DJ Tim. If this is your first time kind of tuning into our pod. We usually like to do a little little new music, a little spotlights. We do some hip hop. We do a bunch of different genres. So uh, you know, go ahead and tune into some of our other stuff. Uh, this week we decided not to do some new music because you know sometimes they're not always good new music. And this week there's just it was kind of a dud. So thanks to DJ Tim for bailing us out on that one. Um, other than that, I think we, 
we might put together a, a little playlist for the cactus try to come up with some of our favorite songs we'll put some of the songs dj tim was talking about and just you know trying to think about it just use your cactus cups yeah you know, lift, pour one lift out. your i was gonna say lift your cactus cups high pour one out for the cactus this weekend and uh we're certainly looking forward to talking to you guys next week about passing the ox and some of our typical segments, but we felt like this was one that we had to get off of our chest uh, for all of our Purdue friends, all of our Lafayette friends, and anybody who had the the opportunity to, to experience the cactus in its fullest form, we're, we're certainly going to miss it, and this was just a really nice way to, to kind of celebrate that and learn a little bit more about the place that we, we knew and loved. So really appreciate you coming along with us. It was a, a fun interview, and hope you liked it. All righty. See you, friends. We out.